Hello, Black Alchemy audience. We are back with another workshop presenter. The lovely Esty Dillard is with us, and I had the pleasure of sitting in on part of her workshop this morning entitled African Spiritual Sexualities for Embodied Erotic Healing, which was really, really fantastic. So why don't you start by telling me what it is that you do and how you came to being in this space. How did you find out about Sex on South and team up with them to teach a workshop? So I actually worked with the conference as a crew member on the con, which is how I found out about Sex Down South. So this is my first year ever not being on the crew. So I've been with them since 2014 when it was like five of us meeting at the person who used to run the healing space at their house. And so I've been there since the very beginning. So that's how I found out about Sex Now South. And I connected to Marla through a colleague who was kind of like, you're doing some similar work. And Marla was like, actually, I have a business partner named Tia and we need some help. And I was like, I would love to. And been around ever since. I love it. Old school, you're yeah, OG. School. So I love I get, it. Like real, actually, there's nobody else still around from that original, those original, that original team, that original team other than other than me. We got some folks that are still around that came the next year, but not that very first year. So what do I do? I am a uh, spiritualist scholar. So I'm an academician as well as I am a spiritualist by training. I'm a reverend in the Eolosha. So that means I'm an Orisha priest as well as I am a reverend in the Christian tradition. And I am a queer sexologist. So I do integrated sexuality work. And I also am an ancestral worker. So I do a lot of ancestral work for individuals, families, communities, couples, and families. So I have a, a business work with corporations and businesses doing wellness work, particularly from an African perspective. I love it. So tell me about the African perspective as it relates to spirituality and sexuality that is different from what we're taught in the Western world. Mm. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> like literally everything. Uh, take what you got and throw it away. And just throw it away completely uh, and start, start over. over. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if I could make it concise, I would say that from an African perspective, it really is an effort to honor your creation. So however you were created to be is holy, is sacred, is an extension of the divine. And that is the highest, greatest truth and reality. So there are many, many, you know, ways that that practically and theoretically and theologically impacts the work that I do. But at the end of the day, just knowing that the way that you were created from an African perspective is just as sacred as the tree outside. And nobody's going to the tree and saying, you don't have a branch that goes to the left. And it's the same thing with us. I love that perspective. Just come as you are. This is how you were created and get into that. Yeah, that your ancestors wanted you to be who you are, that they asked for you that your spirit brought you to this divine path for this destiny, for this experience. So do the work to free yourself and heal yourself so that you can live into your birthright of joy, pleasure, clarity. Birthright of joy, I love that. So tell me about what does embodied erotic healing mean? What does that look like? What is that process? So it is important to understand that when we are doing anything with one part of ourselves, the other parts of ourselves are going on that experience, whether we choose to name it or not. So embodied erotic 
work is about doing the work so that you are present, clear, and aware that your body, your spirit, your mind are in alignment with your erotic power. So that those are energetic forces that really are very similar can be harnessed together in ways that make you well. I love that. So what are some of the signs that you're in misalignment? Lots of them. So let's say in an erotic experience. Specifically in erotic. Specifically in an erotic experience. But these can go across the board. Detachment, lack of memory, lack of awareness, lack of being able to orgasm, lack of ability to stay present. You know, so if you can be in an erotic experience, but... (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what's happening at points because you're somewhere else and not even like, I mean, you know, we're human. So you can be well and be like, Ooh, I was thinking about that project at work. Let me focus. That's not what I mean. I mean, like you have a, a pattern of an inability to be fully and consistently present, to be able to function from the place of the union of your body and your spirit in an erotic experience. And so sometimes it can be other things like indication, like having a spiritual experience in erotic play that you can't control or manage or name or understand. Having experiences where you feel like you're outside of your body or outside of yourself. Inability to orgasm or to orgasm and not be able to navigate the full experience because that happens too where you may reach the point of orgasm but then something else happens or maybe having erotic pain or headaches, those kinds of things. So physical ailments that keep you from... They can be, but they can be those kinds of mental, emotional indicators as well. Got it. And so tell me a little bit more about sexuality from an African spiritual perspective. What does that look like? Mm. Aside from just the very basic of just, you know, being in alignment, acknowledging that sexual energy is sacred energy. What does that mean? So I want to make this disclaimer that African perspectives are not a monolith. And so, for instance, there's an African Christian perspective that is not one to which I subscribe. And that's not what I'm teaching or that's not the work that I do. So I'm working from an indigenous, traditional perspective. So there are many, but I would say that things across the board are really about having consensual sacred experiences that allow the body and the spirit to be a mediator for a collective experience between the participating partners. I particularly like Dagara perspective, which is can be found in text by Simone Fusome and even Maladoma Fusome, two names that, that you could Google and get reliable information about. And, and that's just one perspective. But in that perspective, it talks about sex as traveling, as an opportunity to go to a place with another person. It talks about, in the Dagar tradition, sexual fluidity as access to a particular spiritual power that has a role for yourself and the community, the gatekeepers. And so there are absolutely several paradigms that come from traditional African practices to give us information about how our sexual experiences and play move our spiritual and erotic power forward for our own life and liberation. And you talked in your workshop about the actual act of orgasming as sacred and Mm -hmm. as a portal almost. So explain to us from a spiritual perspective what actually happens when you climax. So I think if you have a black church experience, it's no different than shouting. Okay. It's the same thing. Or let me say similar to be more precise with my language. But when we get to the place of orgasm, we are allowing our spirit, our body 
to align in a particular way that is opening for the flow of an energetic force, which is why we experience orgasm in that particular way. And I do believe that that's a portal. It's a portal where you can have unique experiences. It's a portal for pleasure. It's a portal for joy. It's a portal where you can use it for manifestation or power or for alchemy or for some kind of practical outcome. You can use it for your own healing. You can use it to purge. You might get spiritual downloads. It's so it's an open messages. Yeah, absolutely. It's an opening up that when your body and your spirit awaken to that unique moment, it aligns <laughs> in a way that it creates something new, which is why I say it can be very uh, similar to these kinds of ecstatic experiences that we might have in spiritual settings where we notice that our bodies are able to align with the forces around and within us to open us up for an experience that takes us by its own storm, but in a way that can transform and shift beyond just what we can control. I heard someone recently say, and it really resonated with me, that sex is something that you create and not something that is done to you. And I think that's a really powerful message for women in particular, because we are so accustomed to, or anyone that's on the receiving end of penetrative sex, we're so conditioned to believe that it's something that's done to us. And that's a very patriarchal perspective. So talk to me about the energy and what is actually created. So orgasm is one thing that happens internally, but the exchange of energy between lovers. Talk to me about how powerful that is and what that looks like spiritually. Oh, girl. (laughs) How much time you got? Yeah, I'm like, uh. We gonna get into it today. uh, How long this podcast about to be? Because it's so, first of all, it's so beautiful. Yes, it is. When you're able to experience it and to have that alignment so that your body will allow it, right? But the truth is we're always engaging energy. Energy is always within and around us, period. It's light, it's dark, all of it. We're always engaging it wherever we are constantly because we are in a dynamic world with multiple realities, right, that coexist on this plane. So to that end, yes, we are able to create through the power of our bodies and our spirits in that unique way because our sexual energy or ashe, which is a a Yoruba word that talks about our life force, but our sexual ashe is one that we carry that is just uniquely ours as our own spirit is. So if I have a consenting experience with you and you have a consenting experience with someone else, those two things are never going to be the same. And we can have multiple experiences. They won't be the same because we're co-creating in a new moment in a new way each time. And so what we're doing is harnessing that energy, the energy of that experience, the energy of that time, the energy that I bring, the energy that you bring. And so I think that all consensual experiences are co-creations. But so it is with the spirit as well. It's like if you are an artist, you're co-creating and your gift is just a mediator. And that's what erotic embodiment really allows us to be able to do is to allow our body and our spirits to be mediators that are effective for, which is what the healing work is about, right? (laughs) So that they can be effective mediators. But for our spirit and our body to be mediators of this energy that we're co-creating in this moment for however it is that the participators decide that they want to harness that energy. But we got 
to know that we're divine. We got to know that we are exactly who we are supposed to be. We got to know that our bodies are genius. We got to know that, um, you know, we can tell our truth and be our truth and let our stretch marks hang out. And, and that all of that is going to contribute to our ability to give the fullness of ourselves in that moment so that that co-creation can happen. Can yeah. happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love this a beautiful way to look at it. So I missed the second part of your class, unfortunately, but I was really, I hadn't thought about embodiment in the way that you had described it and, and your body story. So talk to me a little bit about what you covered in your workshop for the audience who were not able to attend. What does embodiment look like? What does that mean? Oh, what is the sure. body story? So I think for me, the way that I teach and work with my clients is less about a definition. So I think sometimes we can think, oh, sexual activity, sexual energy, right? We can think about these things in ways that we want to be descriptive. But the reason I start from the body story, it's really about how you are in your body. How do you relate to your body? What do you know to be true about your body? What does your body tell you? Your body's a resource to you. What is it telling you? What is it communicating to you? How does it communicate the divine to you? How does it support your ability to be in good relationship with yourself? What do you need to be able to stay connected to your body? to be in love with your body. And I think this is also connected to the spirit, which is why for me it's integrated methodologies. But your body story is really about you being able to talk to you about your own relationship with your body and how you be, right? I know that's bad English, but <laughs> yeah, but how you be in your body. And then what's the lesson? Because we all have a body story and it's, and I, and I promise you, if you are black and African descended, it's a complicated one because our bodies have been commodified. So we have a very compromised, assaulted, abused. We could go on just about that part. So we have a story that also brings us a lesson. Once we get under the part that culture has done to black bodies, to queer bodies, then what's the lesson? What's just our piece? What's the thing that our body has come to teach us for our journey? What's the thing that is our body lesson? What's the information? And that for me then leads you to your body power. You have to do that work first. Because we, we may not know on the surface, right? We may not know. And without some healing work, we may not know the difference between the lesson of our body and the assault on our body. You may not know the difference in what harm was done to you versus what's your area that is your life place to grow because it can feel like the same. It can feel different, you know, like it can be all kind of convoluted, which is human, which is the other part of all of this, right? We're created and we're divine and we're genius and we're beautiful, but we're also human. So being troubled and having difficulty is a part of the path and, and there's no need to not be in that place because that is how you get to the place of wellness and healing and liberation. I mean, we're all always on the journey. And if you ain't an ancestor, you healing something. <laughs> so yeah, every day you yeah. every yeah, every you're either yeah, working toward it or, or against it so in that way I try to look at embodiment and conceive for other folks and walk alongside them in conceiving ways that they see their bodies aligned with their spirit and that being able to hear know feel from their bodies 
also helps them to be able to hear, know, and feel from their spirits so that then these two things can be made well together. I love it. So tell me about, because you threw out some names of some books that you really recommend. So are there a few titles for anybody that's like, I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. We're starting from the beginning. Ooh. What books do you recommend? You, you mentioned a few earlier in our conversation, but there's so many. What is the essential? Because you were able to break down the essential but that's trips. That's why I'm like... <laughs> you said go to Accra and go to Cairo. If you can travel, if travel was a book, I can, yeah, I, can if, put, I can give you that. Give me two essential books for starting this journey. A good book, but it's a big book and it can be a little academic, is The Body Keeps a Score. Body Keeps a Score is a good one. In the spirit of intimacy for me, it's like Bible. I recommend that everybody everywhere reads it. It's a very easy read. It's a very good reference book. It is a book about the Degar tradition written by Sabon Fusome. That's a really good one to help with the spirit part. And I would say probably start start there because if you read those two, the body keeps scores is kind of, it can kind of be dense. Another good one is Emotional Alchemy. Emotional alchemy is very, very thick, though, but it will help you to think about the power of how emotions impact us, especially alongside the body keeps the score. It will help you to think about it in a different way. And so the reason I was kind of having to process your question is what we're talking about is really my work. Like it's the integration of all of the <laughs> a, a, a whole lot of spirituality, sexuality, working practically in the public health world, leaving that. I'm academically trained too, so I have every degree but a of PhD. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so y'all can't stop getting degrees. <laughs> you can call me. I'm available. But so tell our audience where they can find you online. Yes, you absolutely. You. My name is Esty Nina Dillard. So it's Esty spelled like Estee Lauder. N-E-N-A, Dillard, like the department store. Government name by a black man, my daddy name. <laughs> but that's my name. You? Do you have a website? Yeah, Instagram? so all the same. SCNinaDillard.com, at SCNinaDillard on IG, at SCNinaDillard on Facebook. It's all the same. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really, I really enjoyed your workshop. And I, I've got some reading to do. Every time I come to Sextile South, I have a laundry list of books that I need to get. I'm, I'm still, I'm backed up from last year's list. Y'all keep recommending all this knowledge. Yeah, I, I'm going to add one more. That's a good one. Uh, one more book that I, that, because um, I was like, I think The Body Keeps the Score and Emotional Alchemy are very dense. The Erotic is Power by Audre Lorde. That's an easy read and it's very clear. Like she makes that erotic piece very, very clear and, and concise. It's not a thick book. So that's actually probably a, a better starter. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I really appreciate Thank you taking for the time me. and talk to me. And enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you so much. Artlist.io. 